take us. We're taking our time to learn. We're taking our time to unlearn. We're also taking our time to relearn. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we've been going through um, gradually and God has helped us by his grace. Faithfully, we've dealt with some major aspects of these studies. And so tonight we're looking at part three, I suppose. Hallelujah. And on Sunday, we're going to conclude on service. Praise God. And we're hoping by his grace that by next Hallelujah. So as we deal with service and sacrifice, I pray that the Lord will continue to see us through in Jesus' name. Let's quickly go to our text and let's look at Luke chapter 4. We'll begin with uh, verse 16 down to verse 18. And we go right into God's word. Hallelujah. I'll read. It says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And there is a purpose for this. And the purpose is because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, looking at this text, uh, we are able to confirm and uh, precisely define that this mission of Jesus, the calling of Jesus, the assignment of Jesus, the vision of Jesus was to serve. Praise God. He came not to be served, but to serve. Hallelujah. He didn't come for himself. He came as a result of love. He came because of his mercy and his grace. He came because of you and I in order to bring us back unto himself. Praise the Lord. And we realize that throughout his lifetime, his ministry, he was a servant. Even though he is God, even though he's the king of kings, even though he's the Lord of lords, but all that he did during his earthly ministry unto the cross of Calvary is a clear manifestation of servanthood. Hallelujah. It's a clear manifestation of being a servant, caring and serving the world. Hallelujah. So there are many things that came up in part one and part two. And I want to plead for those of you who are watching today for the very first time. You can go online and you can look at part one and part two. We were able to deal with some very, very important and major aspect. Hallelujah. And so tonight we're going to go to part three. And we're going to be able to... Um, touch some things we've never dealt with before and now I pray that the Lord will help us. Now, serving is God's will. Serving is the heartbeat of God. It is part of God's agenda for every human upon the face of the earth. And we noted that we have to serve God and we are to serve others. Praise God. Now, serving also proves our integrity by serving someone is a proof of your integrity 
It is a proof of your character. Praise God. Hallelujah. Serving someone is a proof of your integrity. It is also a proof of your character. Praise God. Serving reveals the level of your maturity. Serving reveals the level of your maturity. Praise God. Hallelujah. So serving is a proof of your character. It reveals the level of your maturity. It is also the test, the test of your sanctification. Serving is the test of your sanctification. In other words, it depends on the level of your sanctification. And that level of your sanctification determines how you will serve, who you will serve, and how long you will serve, or when you will even serve. Praise the name of the Lord. Serving is greatness. Serving is greatness. In other words, by serving others, praise God, you are clearly revealing the level of your greatness, your humility, praise God, the level of your surrenderedness. It shows how broken you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Serving has to do with trust. It has to do with obedience. This is a very, very important issue. And I know why I'm laying this as a foundation. Because there were people who once lived this life and they queried the integrity of God, number one. And number two, they queried themselves as to why they should serve God. Oh, yes. They queried the integrity of God. They queried the sovereignty of God. And they queried themselves. Why is it that we should serve God? Why? Who is he, by the way? You know, we're living in a time of lawlessness. We're living in a time wherein the Antichrist is in complete control. We're living in a time of rebelliousness, godlessness. We're living in a time wherein the world, the system, the institutions, the government, the culture hates God. And anything that is about God or religion or that has to do with religiosity, they bastardize it, they reject it, they, they ignore it, they just dump it anyhow. Why? Because people have no respect of God or for God. There are those who don't even believe that he exists. There are those who know that he exists, but the question is, what have I to do with him? It doesn't matter if he's there, if he's God. And let me show you some of those examples in the book of Job, chapter 21, verse 14. Let's take it from there. And so you may be asking, why is it that I should serve God? I have my free will. I, should do, I can do whatever I want to. I understand that. But look at Job quickly, chapter 21. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Job 21. I'll be reading from verse 14 down to verse 15. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, therefore they say unto God, look at these people, look at what they are saying. They say unto God, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. Can you imagine this? This, this, is, this, this is very terrible. These are sets of people who decided not to care about God, not to serve God, not to know the ways of God, not to respect or honor God as they should, praise God. But instead, they rejected the ways of God, rejected the, the, the lordship of God over their lives, and so they don't care whether he exists or not. So the question is, depart from us, for we 
what we desire not the knowledge of thy ways we don't want to know about you we don't want to know about your power we don't want to know whether you exist or not we don't care about you and look at verse 15 verse 15 you see what is the almighty you see that see how they are querying the integrity of god the existence the power of god what is the almighty that we should serve him oh yes we've seen this is common in our world you know one of the, 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 the very first shock that I have when I come to this part of the world is the, the level of rebelliousness against God. I've never met a person who is a free thinker. I've never met a satanist in my entire life until I come to this part of the world. And I was like, wow. So these kind of people really exist. Praise God. But this is common now. This is just the normal lifestyle in our institutions. You see a student that will go to the university wanting to know more and the moment a professor realized that that's a Christian, he or she becomes the target. They want to rip off everything that is godly, everything that is religious away from him or her. And so that particular student becomes the target in every area. Why? Because he or she is godly. What is the almighty that we should serve him? And what profit, look at the questions, what profit should we have if we pray unto him? <laughs> you see that's in your Bible. What are we going to get? Who is it, by the way, that we, we, we should serve him? Come on now. And if, even if we, we, we try to, what profit are we going to get out of this? I will show you who the Almighty is tonight. Number one, number two, I will show you the profit that you're going to have when you decide to serve God. Number three, it's like, what if we pray to him, what are we going to get? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 16 says, Lo, their good is not in their hand. The counsel of the wicked is far from me. Hallelujah. So these are sets of people who don't care about God and anything that has to do with God or the things of God as I said, they just dump it away. They don't have any respect and honor for God. So when we're talking about serving God, maybe you're watching. And maybe you care, you are concerned. But you are at a level where you are contemplating whether you should or you shouldn't. Hallelujah. Or maybe you got certain uh, 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 experience in life that causes you to query the integrity of God. Or maybe you acquire a certain level of education where you begin to assume that mm, it doesn't worth it to be religious, to be godly. Or maybe you grew up in a, in a religious home and now that you are, you are matured enough, you think that you are independent enough to just do whatever you feel like. And you know it's like it's a way, it's a way out from religion. It's a way out from the things of God. I will do whatever I feel like. Now, let me give you the solution. Let me give you the response. Let me give you the answer. Because a lot of people leave God, abandon the things of God, and they go after idols, go after pleasure, go after sin, go after the world, and at the end of which, they end up hurting themselves. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel 20 verse 32. Ezekiel chapter 20. Hallelujah. Verse number 32. Hallelujah. Are we there? Ezekiel 20, 32. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 32. Are we there? It says, and that which cometh into your mind. Are we there? Chapter 20. I'm reading from 
verse 32. It says, And that which cometh into your mind shall not be at all that ye say. It shouldn't be part of your thought. It shouldn't be part, it shouldn't be part of your lifestyle or your thinking. It says, what is it? It says that ye say, we will be as the hidden. Don't, don't ever think like that. Oh, we want to be like the hidden or the ungodly or idol worshippers. Praise God. We will be like the hidden. As the families of the countries, praise God, to serve wood and stones. To serve wood and stones. So the question is, what is it that is in your mind that shall not be there at all? What is it that is in your thoughts that you ought not to be thinking about? Don't go down that path. Don't think like this. Don't assume. Don't try to figure things this way because it is the wrong way. Why should I serve God? In fact, if I, who is he? And what profit should, would, would I get from, from praying to God? Come on now, too religious. But the Bible says, don't think like this kind of people. Don't assume this way. Praise God. This ought not to be in your mind. Hallelujah. That you will say, we will be as the hidden, as the families of the countries to serve wood and stones. Don't join them. Hallelujah. And these are the reasons why as believers we must have a godly mindset to serve God. And let me tell you some of the reasons why. Why do we serve God? Or why should we serve Almighty God? Why should we serve our fellow men? Hallelujah. I'll give you a few reasons. Number one, the very first reason why you ought to serve God is because he deserves to be served. God deserves to be served. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter 15 verse number 11. Exodus 15, 11. God deserves to be served. Hallelujah. So even if you don't want to, looking at who he is and what he has done or what he's capable of doing, you ought to serve him. Exodus 15 verse 11. Thank you, Jesus. He says, who is like unto thee? Is there anyone that you can compare with Almighty God? There's none. Hallelujah. Is there anyone that is as qualified as God? Is there anyone that has the, the, the attributes of God? He's all merciful, all loving, all knowing, all powerful. Everything that you know about God. He's the almighty and the all in all. Hallelujah. Look at it. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Can you imagine? The other day I was watching something. I saw one Asian God with four, I mean six hands and then four legs and with a head like an elephant. I'm like, wow, wow. Look, look, look at this thing. There's someone built and designed that people worship as God. Can you imagine? Humans are worshiping creatures instead of the creator. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee? We're talking about Yahweh. We're talking about Adonai. We're talking about Jehovah. We're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about the Lord himself. Who is like thee? Now look at, look at, look at, look at the power of God. He is glorious in holiness. There is no God upon the face of the earth that is glorious in holiness. There is no idol, including the ones that you have created. There is nothing, whether animate or inanimate, 
There is nothing, whether angels, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in that place, whether in the space, in the, in the stratosphere, in the hemisphere, there is nothing that is as glorious in holiness like our God. That's number two. Number three, he is fearful in praises. There's none that is as fearful. If you see the glory, the power, the manifestation of God's intervention, if you experience it once, trust me, nobody will tell you to believe that God exists. You just need one encounter for, from God. That will just silence you forever. Hallelujah. Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. In fact, the book of Job says, he does wonders without numbers. Which means that the, the amount of wonders, mysterious wonders, spiritual wonders, natural wonders, physical wonders that God will do, or he had done, or he's been doing, you cannot count them. You cannot count them. They are innumerable, mysterious miracles, signs and wonders. Look at all the moons and the stars. Since God said, let there be light. Up till today, light exists. Since God says, let the firmament bring forth. Since God created the moon and the stars and all the galaxies and all the oceans, all the mountains, everything exists till today. Since he says, let the firmament bring forth. So these are the reasons why like as of now the weather is so so cold right today seems to be like one of the coldest days since we're in this winter right and look at the weather condition look at all the trees that dried out look at the snow and everything you know the ice everywhere but trust me the moment the time begin to change you don't need a scientist you don't need the government you don't need anyone to go and try to revitalize those things and try to bring them back no naturally you see them they spring forth at the obedience of the sovereign wondrous power of almighty god even nature is subject to almighty god so who is like him so that is why he deserved to be served so if you are to serve God, this is one reason why you ought to serve God. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just follow me tonight. We have a lot to learn before we begin to pray. First Timothy chapter 1. Are we there? Verse number 17. It says, now unto the king immortal. Look at the description of God. He is the king number one. There is no king upon the face of the earth like him. He's immortal, praise God. He's eternal, praise God. Invisible, hallelujah. The only wise God. There's none that is as wise as God. It's one of the most stupid things I've ever heard. Is the big bang. I'm telling you. See, everything came into existence because of a big bang. Then who is the banger? Who did the banging? People just deliberately in their own mind they deliberately decided not to give God the glory that he deserved so they said the world came into existence because of a big bounce was a boom but look at look at the systematic the systematic manifestation of every single thing created by this almighty God nature humans animals plant everything is so organized so structured even your human body why is it that God did not give you one eye in the front and one eye on the back of your head? He put them two, both two in front. Why? 
He has a reason. Why is it he didn't give you one hand on your chest and another one behind your hip? He didn't do that. He put both hands on your sides. Because he knows. You see, everything is so structured. Everything is so... Everything is so in place. Why is it that God created the fishes and he allowed them to be in the sea and all the, the, the other animals, the whales and all these things that are in the oceans, in the sea, and they are not on dry land? Why is it that the lion will not live in the sea? They are living on dry land, the elephant and all the other animals. Why is it that the birds are flying in the air and they are, they are living on, on, on top of the, 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 the trees and, and in the forest, and, but they fly, praise God. Why is it that they don't live on the sea? That is just the wonders of God's wisdom. Look at it. The Bible says he's the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only till today. Science still investigate or try to inquire about the creations of God. Till today, and it will be forever. Now we're going to space to go look for what? What almighty God has created. That's why he should be worshipped. He should be served. Now we are going to space. We're going under the ocean. We're still doing discovery. We're still in the discovery session of life. Still, we're discovering. Discovering the mysteries of God, the wonders of God, the power of everything. We there are a lot of things that we don't even know. And some we will never know until we get to eternity. Then we realize, wow, how frail, how narrow-minded we were to reject the service of God. So look at it. He says he's invisible, immortal, the only. Only. So he's the only one who is the only wise God. Not the one that you've created and you worship as God. But he is the one. Look at it. He says be honor. You see that? And glory forever and ever. Amen. So he must be honored. He must be glorified. He must be worshipped. So that's the reason why you ought to worship God. Or you ought to serve God. You can see in Daniel chapter 3 verse 29. After the persecution of the three Hebrew children. The Bible says Nebuchadnezzar who stood against them. Nebuchadnezzar who stood against God himself. The Bible says afterwards after he realized the power. The manifestation of almighty God and the deliverance of the children of Israel, hallelujah, from the fiery furnace, the Bible says he made a decree in Daniel chapter 3, verse number 29. Look at it. He said, therefore, I made a decree. <laughs> I made a decree that, that what? Every people, look at this now, nations, language, which speak anything amiss, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who is this God? His name is Yahweh. He's the God of Israel. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Praise God. Look at what Nebuchadnezzar says. He says, shall be cut in pieces. <laughs> wow. And their houses shall be made a dunghill. Why? The reason is because, this is what is so sweet in this particular account. He says, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The man who stood against God, against the worship of God, when he saw what God did in the midst of the fire in furnace, he made this decree, this proclamation, that he is the only one that they should serve, Almighty God, and that no one else should serve any other God. And he compelled nations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Language and people everywhere to worship the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. These are the three Hebrew boys. 
those those names were not their actual original names hallelujah but that's what they were called when they were in 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 in, in babylon hallelujah so god deserved to be worshipped god deserved to be honored god deserved to be respected god deserved to be loved hallelujah praise god so if we're talking about service we must serve god one because he deserves it we must honor him because he deserves it we must respect him because he deserves it we must love him because of who he is praise god hallelujah and then we talk about sacrifice and service or service and sacrifice talk about your fellow human being you ought to be able to love one another in fact that is the commandment the commandment is divided into two thou shalt love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind with all your strength with all your soul thou shalt love your neighbor as thyself so anyone else besides you is your neighbor and listen now it get better than that anyone else besides you is the image of god is a representative of God. So directly or indirectly, when you are serving a person, you are serving Almighty God. Hallelujah. In human form. That is why Jesus, I repeated, I, 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 I think I emphasized this, and I will repeat it again. Jesus said, so whosoever will give a cup of water to any one of these, you've done it unto me. So be careful the way you treat people. Be careful the way you, the way you behave to others. Be careful what you do to people. Why? Because you are directly or indirectly doing it unto God. So you serve God. Why? Because he deserves to be served. And you serve your fellow human being also because they are the image of God. Number two. Number two. You serve God because it is a command. It is a command. In Deuteronomy, we learned the last time, chapter 10, verse 12, that God commanded uh, the children of Israel to worship God, to serve God with all of their heart. You see that in Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 12. Deuteronomy, chapter 10, verse 20. Deuteronomy, chapter 13, verse 1 to verse 4. You see Second Chronicles, chapter 33, verse 16. Second Chronicles 34, 33. Write those verses down because of time. I may not have enough time to go, uh, go into them, but just keep them down. Hallelujah. Let me go over it again. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 12. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 1 to verse 4. Uh, Second Chronicles chapter 33 verse 16. Second Chronicles chapter 34 verse number 33. Praise God. So the second reason for you to serve God is because it is a command. Hallelujah. Thirdly, we ought to serve God because, listen to this now, we are grateful. You must be grateful to serve God. Serving God is a sign of appreciation. It's a sign of acknowledging God. It's a sign of gratitude. So we must be grateful enough to serve God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. So that ought to be the third reason why we ought to serve God. Lord, I'm so grateful. So Lord, I will serve you. Serve you till I die. Grateful for all that you have done grateful for all and and for who you are uh first samuel chapter 12 first samuel chapter 12 are we there verse 24 first samuel 12 24 thank you lord he says I, I'll, I'll go over verse uh 22 23 24 because i want you to get some things he says for the lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake because it had pleased the lord to make you his people moreover as for me god forbid that i should sin against the lord in ceasing to pray for you but i will teach you look at this i will teach you the good and the right way verse 24 now it says only fear the lord you see what 
the man of God is saying, he's going to teach them the right way. But what is the right way? He's saying to them, only fear the Lord and serve him. He has a reason why. Serve him in truth with all your heart. The purpose is why? For consider how great things he had done for you. You must be grateful. Consider how great things God had done for you. Then you will know that he deserves to be served. Well, 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 let's begin to break some eggs because sometimes it bothers me. Some of you know your background. You know where you came from. You know how you were sick. You know how you were rejected. God took you from the guttermost and brought you up to the uttermost. Hallelujah. Some of you, you've been, you've been ostracized. Some of you, 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 know, you know your past. You know your own history is different from others, right? But the question is, have you ever looked back, have a retrospect, and, and said, God, I have counted all the blessings, all the times that you've intervened in my life. I've, I've, I've taken cognizance of all that you've done over the years. Some of you have gone through different kinds of operations. You ought to have died according to the design of the devil. Some of you, had, I, I, I mean, you may have encountered some deadly accident. Someone dies right there in, in your presence, and you ought to have been the one. Some of you, 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 would have, you have been caught up in some terrible, deadly, or, 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 or demonic activity. But God just snatched you away. When you look back, you realize, wow, God, you deserve the glory. It reminds me of the song that we used to sing. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our voice to worship. We exalt your holy name. You deserve the glory. In the honor, Lord, we lift a voice to worship. We exalt your holy name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like. Listen to this, beloved. If there is nothing else as you look around your life and the experiences that you've gone through, if there is nothing else that you can use to worship God, look back and consider all that he has done and use those things to give him praise. He says, he says, for consider how great things he had done for you. So these are the reasons why we ought to worship God. Praise God. These are the reasons why we ought to serve God. We're still dealing with service. Now, so when we talk about serving God now, are we serving God because he deserves it? Are we serving God because it is a command? Are we serving God because we are grateful? Hallelujah. There are many other reasons as to why we serve God. These are just few that I, I just picked, you know, here and there so that you can, get, you can understand. And, uh, I mean, you, you know the importance of serving. The question again that we ought to ask is, what is the motive of service? If we're serving, why are we serving? Hallelujah. What is the motive? Are we serving why? Because of what we're going to get in return? Are we serving why? Because we're looking for an advantage? Are we serving why? Because someone promised us? Hallelujah. 
why are we serving? What are, what are the motivations that causes us to serve? Are we serving because we're compelled to serve? Or maybe the pastor threatening you. Your boss threatening you. Your wife threatening you. Your in-law threatening you. Oh, if you don't do this, if you don't do what I say, if you don't follow my instruction, we'll kick you out. Or we'll, we'll discipline you. We're going to punish you. You say, oh, okay, I don't want to be disciplined. Or I don't want to be, to be kicked out. So, you know, let me do it. Not with a perfect heart. We must serve God wholeheartedly. We must serve our fellow men wholeheartedly. Praise God. Not because of some selfish agenda. Not because you want to get into someone's life. Don't undermine others. Don't betray others. Don't do it because you are, you are aiming at a position. You, you are looking at certain things as an objective. Not because of a godly purpose or reason. But you have, you have your own negative agenda. And so you are walking towards that. Say, I want to get into her life. I want to get into his life. You behave exactly like the agents of darkness. People who are witches and wizards who have been assigned against certain people. They have their agenda. So it doesn't matter. They come undercover, behave nice and try to do things, manipulate. But their mindset, their visions, the goal, the purpose is wrong. But look at Colossians. What does it say? Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. I hope I'm blessing you tonight. Hallelujah. We have a long way to go. The Lord will help us. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3. Chapter 3. Are we there? Verse 23. 3.23. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 23. Hallelujah. Let's take it from verse 20. 22. No, take it 22, 23. Hallelujah. Servant, obey in all things. You see that? Even as a servant, God wants you to obey in all things. Who? Your master, according to the flesh. So even those who are like your boss, your manager, your supervisor, your director, obey them in all things. As long as it is in line with the word of God. Obey your parent in the Lord, the Bible says, when it comes to uh, family. Husband, obey your wife. Wife, obey your husband. Children, obey your parents. You know, members, obey your leaders. Follow instruction. Don't let the pastor have a meeting when he's talking. You are talking. You raise up your hand. What you are saying contradicts what he is saying. Your opinion, your suggestion is just to, to, to bash down all that the pastor is saying. And you are doing it logically. You are doing it in a very crafty manner. And you are trying to, you're trying to gather, gather support. So there's, oh, that brother, whatever that brother says is right, is right. Oh, yes, that sister. I like the opinion of that sister. What you don't know is that the man of God may have heard from God or maybe whatever he's telling you to do is the instruction that God gave him or her. But you don't know that. But just because if your mindset is not right, your motive is not right, you go to a place and say, I'm going to scatter these people. Maybe it's a family issue. Something came up. Instead of you go there to be a peacemaker, to, to resolve the problem, to, to, to sort of like find a way of solving their, their uh, indifferences, you are going there and say, thank God that's an opportunity. You are even thanking God to commit a crime. You say, thank God, it's my turn. I will show them. So you take a message from this one, transmit to this, the next, and before you know, you create fire. You cause confusion. Look at what the scripture says. It says, it says, servant, you must obey in all things your master according to the flesh, not with eye service. Ah, Lord, help us. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but, wow, 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 but what? In singleness of heart, doing what? Fearing God. You see how deep this is? 
even your boss, when your boss is not around, your manager is not around, supervisor is not around, that's the time you should work harder and be right. You're not doing it as, a, as if you're trying to please people. You are doing it how? He says, in the fear of God. He said, which, he said, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. So you obey your master as, as if you are obeying God. You are serving your master as if you are serving God. You are serving your husband. You are serving a brother. You are serving a sister. You are serving your wife. You are serving the church. You are serving the community. You are serving as a lawyer, as a judge, as a doctor, as a police officer, as a teacher, as a businessman you are serving the community as a government officer as a minister or as a prime minister as a king as a leader a chief whoever you are as an engineer as an electrician it doesn't matter your profession do it in singleness of mind hallelujah of heart fearing god fearing god fearing god fearing god fearing god fearing God. So if you go to a place and then you know you realize that somebody wants your business and you know the business costs $20 don't tell them it's $50. Aha! Uh -huh, now you are getting it. Serve them in the fear of God. If you know that this brother comes and when he comes he is late and there was another brother that came earlier, don't discriminate against the one that came earlier. You say, oh, because he's not of the same race with me or he doesn't belong to my tribe or I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know this one, but this one is the one that I know. So you take the service and give it to the one that you know who is late and the one that came early that deserves the service. You refuse them the opportunity. That is not the fear of the Lord. Listen and listen to this very well. The Bible says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You see, sometimes when we, we, we read these scriptures or we quote them, we don't pay attention to the meaning. We don't, know, we don't, we don't sort of like try to grab the, the emphasis or the importance of what God is saying. If you know someone is sick, Right? And you are a medical doctor in some countries. We see people are dying unnecessarily. You have what it takes to save that life. You say, oh, the money. If no money, no service. And you don't bring the money, it's about money. So you respect money above the life of people. Imagine if that is your daughter. Imagine the way you are, you as a medical doctor, the way you are treating someone else. Right? Imagine when your daughter or your son they go to university and then a professor is treating them that way otherwise how would you feel imagine if you are giving the wrong medication or prescription to a patient and you know that that whatever you are prescribing is not true just because you want the money you are desperate about money what if a professor fail your son or your daughter at the university because he also wants money how would you feel what comes around goes around do it in the fear of the Lord. Say, others may, but I will not. Others will take bribe for their services. You say, no, I am not part of this. Hallelujah. Praise God. You make sure you serve everyone honestly, sincerely, in a God-fearing manner. Verse 23, 23 says, and whatsoever you do, whatsoever I will do, whatsoever we're going to do, as a church worker, 
as a church leader, as a church member, as a believer in your community, in the secret place, in the public service. It doesn't matter where because God is the one that is everywhere. He has the invisible eye. He keeps record of everything. But God is saying whatsoever you do to any man, to any woman, to any child, to any business partner, in any contract or agreement, whatever you do, do it heartily. Do it all heartedly. As what? The condition again. The same condition in verse 22 is the same condition in verse 23. In 22, it says, fearing the Lord. In 23, it says, as told the Lord and not unto men. This makes it more fearful. So if I'm going to treat my brother now, whatever I'm going to do with him or to him or for him, I should realize that I'm not doing it to him, for him, but unto God. And I should do it in the fear of God. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to see our communities. I can't wait to see our nations, our world, having this mindset to say, I'm going to talk to that brother, but <laughs> whatever I'm going to say to him, I should remember it should be unto the Lord and in the fear of God. Someone have an issue with another person. So I'm, I will deal with him today. I will teach him a lesson. No, 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 no. Don't deal with him. Don't teach him a lesson. As a child of God, take a deep breath. I know it's hard. It's painful. Then the Lord said, you must forgive. He said, Lord, look at the way they abused me. Look at the way he disrespected me. Or look at what they did to my daughter or my son. Or look at the way they messed up my business. You want to go there and rage. You want to go there and be bitter. You want to go there and be violent. You want to go there and be rude. You want to go there and show yourself. And God says, calm down, my son. Calm down, my daughter. Go there and do it heartily in the fear of the Lord and ask unto the Lord. Wow. Do it heartily. Do it in the fear of the Lord. Do it ask unto the Lord. I will say it again. Do it heartily. Praise God. Do it in the fear of the Lord and do it as unto the Lord. Wow. So which means that every transaction, every connection, every interaction, everything you're going to do every single day of your life, you should be God-centered. Your mindset, your focus are to be God-centered that I'm going to catch the bus. And you know what? I'm going to get into that bus and I'm going to say hi to the bus driver as unto the Lord. I'm going to treat him as unto the Lord. Oh, I'm going to go out there today. I'll meet with the police officer. I'm going to treat him as unto the Lord. And I hope he also will treat me as unto the Lord. Praise God. Oh, I'm going to catch up with what? Uh, uh, whoever you are, my professor. Oh, I'm going to treat him as unto the Lord in the fear of the Lord. And I hope he also treats me as unto the Lord or in the fear of the Lord. If this is settled, there will be no problem in our nation. Our communities will be okay. The divorce rate will just go zero like that. Hallelujah. You know, the lawyers will not have job. Some of the police officers will not have job anymore. Praise God. Judges won't have jobs anymore. Why? Because if only you can treat me as unto the Lord. And in the fear of the Lord, we will have a peaceful world. So how do we serve? We serve in the fear of the Lord. We serve heartily. And we serve as unto the Lord. Wow. God, this is deep and this is difficult. Lord, I know this guy doesn't like me, but you want me to serve him as if I'm serving you. God says, yes, that's what I said. Wow. Really? 
God, I can't do this with all my heart. I remember what they did to me last month. I'm supposed to be promoted by now. But this particular brother, he stood my way and I didn't get the promotion. And Lord, now he's in my department. And you want me to serve him? God says, uh, yes, serve him. Heartily, ask unto the Lord and in the fear of the Lord. But Lord, they suspended me before. And they drove me away from that church. In fact, I'm going to break away. I'm going to start my own. No, no, no. Don't break away. They don't consider me. Oh, they don't, they don't care about me. Don't break away. Don't rebel. Stay serve. Wholeheartedly. Serve in the fear of the Lord. Serve as unto the Lord. I've been serving my manager, my boss, over the years, and then he owed me so and so. They don't, they, they, they don't pay me on time. Still serve them as unto the Lord in the fear of the Lord heartily. Wow. We're going somewhere tonight. We're going somewhere tonight. But pastor, over the years, I've been doing A, B, C, and D for the church. No one has ever stepped up to, to recognize me. Nobody gave me Christmas gift. Oh, nobody called me to check on me. Oh, no one has ever supported me. They don't care about me. Serve wholeheartedly. That is heartily, praise God. Ask unto the Lord and in the fear of the Lord. But pastor, the other day we had a meeting. They mentioned sister A, B, Z. They mention brother A, B, Z. But when it comes to me, in fact, they skip me as if I didn't exist. I don't know, maybe because I'm not rich like the other people, forget about their riches. You serve heartily as unto the Lord and in the fear of the Lord. Beloved, when you do so, you'll be shocked. You see, in heaven, there are going to be surprises, though. A lot of surprises. Because whatever you are doing now, God keep record of everything. Hallelujah. And God acknowledged you. Praise God. And the next question is, how do we serve? How do we serve? You know, it reminds me of what happened in the book of Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 to verse 7. The Bible says that God required a service. That is a sacrifice also. It's a service and it's a sacrifice between Cain and Abel, right? And the Bible says that Cain brought his offering. Abel also brought his own offering, to serve the Lord as a means of sacrifice, praise God. But something interesting happened, hallelujah. Even though both of them did what God intended them to do, but one of them was actually wrong. Both of them bring, they brought their sacrifices, both of them actually obeyed, but one didn't obey right, hallelujah, hallelujah, and one didn't do it right, praise God. And that was, that was Cain who killed his brother Abel, praise the name of the Lord. But God, before even Abel uh, Cain killed Abel. God visited Abel. Uh, Cain. God visited Cain in, in verse 6 and verse 7. And God said something to Cain. Let's see. Let's see. I don't just want to say Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. Are we there? Let's read verse 6 and verse 7. What does it say? Thank you, Lord. Verse 6 and verse 7. It says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art the man was angry. So even before he killed his brother, take note, God talked to him before that. It was not after he killed his brother. No, before it happened. God asked him, why are you angry? Why are you bitter? Why are you like this? 
And why is thy countenance fallen? Why are you angry? Why are you changing your face? Why are you so bitter? Why you look you look so violent? What's happened to you, my son? What's going on? And look at the way God put it. If thou doest well, if you are doing the right thing, if you are serving the right way, if you are going according to my word, what, 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 what? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? Of course I will accept. You see the humility of God coming to relate with this man. I know you very well. If you were a God, you would have said, you know, I know what is the intent of your mind. I'll finish you now because I am God. Don't ask me no question. But God didn't do that. God came and tried to negotiate with this man before he committed the crime. Because God already knew what he was about to do. Praise God. If you do well, he said, thou shalt be accepted. He says, and if thou doest not well, look at it. God was God was even trying to reveal to, a, uh, to Cain what his problem was before the problem manifests itself. God was trying to let him know where he went wrong. God was also trying to let him know how to fix the problem. You see, the Bible says, and if thou doest not well, he's saying to him, sin lieth at the door. There is sin at your door. And unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him. God was warning him ahead of time that the way you are serving is not the right way. The sacrifice and all that you are doing, both your service and your sacrifice is not done because there is sin. There is a nature of sin. There is anger. There is bitterness. There is, there is, there is jealousy. Praise the Lord. So before we know it, Cain went ahead out of that anger. God just spoke to him. He left the presence of God. You see, that is why God made the man a vagabond. He ended up becoming a vagabond. Why? Because he just received counsel from the presence of God. He left the presence of God with that very same nature of anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, hatred for his brother. And he went to the field and slain his brother, killed his brother in the presence of God. There are many vagabonds out there because of what they've done to other people. God just cancel you. God just warn you. God just tell you what to do, what not to do about this situation, about that brother, about that sister, about your wife, a friend, a family member, a church leader, a church member and God said, this is this, this is that. Okay? But this is how you should serve. Don't go this way. Don't do it. And then you say, God, I'll do it my own way. Just let me have my way this time. Let me do my thing. They think I'm stupid. They think I'm crazy. They think I'm a fool. They think they can just use me anyhow. I'll, I'll teach them. God says, hey, sin lieth at thy door. He left with anger and he messed up. Now let's deal with a few major points as to how to serve. How to serve. So we should be very careful not to serve in sin. Amen. But we're going to get to that. Hallelujah. The very first thing I want us to look at is we must serve through the help of of the Holy Spirit. We must serve through the help of the Holy Spirit. Um, let, me, let me apologize ahead of time. I'm begging you because I really want us to pray this message in tonight. So I will give you some verses of scriptures and I really want you to just write them down. And if I have enough time, I will read them. But because there are a lot of them, so I would like for you to study them afterwards. But they are very important. So the first thing or the first way we must serve God we're dealing with how to serve now. We must serve through the help of the Holy Spirit. 
You know, it is interesting to know that even God himself helped us to serve him. He decided to help us to serve him and serve him right through the Holy Ghost. In fact, the Bible talks about several things that you and I will be amazed to realize that without the Holy Ghost, we cannot do. And not only that, the Holy Spirit enables us through the gift of the Spirit, through the fruit of the Spirit to serve God effectively. The Holy Spirit helps us through the gift and the fruit of the Spirit to serve him effectively. The Holy Spirit also gives us leadings, directions. The Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit also causes a transformation for us to be able to serve Almighty God effectively. Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 1 verse 9. Be very fast please. I'm begging you or else I'll leave you behind. Romans chapter 1. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Romans chapter 1. Are we there? Let's see verse number 9. This is interesting. For God is my witness whom I serve. Look at this. Look at this. Paul is saying God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit. You see that? I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. So he talks about serving God with the spirit of God in the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 2. Acts chapter 13 verse number 2. Acts chapter 13, are we there? Verse number 2. Acts 13 verse 2. It says, as they ministered to the Lord, take note, they ministered to the Lord and fastened and fasted, the Bible says, the Holy Ghost said, the minister, they fasted, the Holy Ghost said, that is the Holy Ghost speaking, um, instructing and ministering to the disciples, saying, separate me Barnabas and Saul, why, why, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work, that is the service, praise God, whereunto I have called them. You see that? The Holy Spirit is the one that called. The Holy Spirit is the one that revealed who he had called. Saul and Barnabas. And the Holy Spirit is the one, look at it, who delegated the work. It says, it says separate Saul and Barnabas for the work whereunto I have called them. Now you also believe that the Holy Ghost is God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is God. The Holy Ghost is Jesus, is the Father, is the Son, is Almighty God operating in three different offices. So for their calling, their responsibility, hallelujah, and whoever God calls was revealed through the help of the Holy Spirit. The same act, chapter 1, verse number 8, chapter 1, verse 8, you remember what happened there that day of uh, the promise of the Lord concerning the day of Pentecost. The Bible says verse 7 and verse 8. Said, and he said unto them it is not for you to know the time and the season which the Father had put in his own power. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost. You see that? It's come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The Holy Ghost must be involved. He's the one that will help you to fulfill your calling your ministry in your service for God. Hallelujah. You can see Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Write that down. Luke chapter 4 verse 14. Acts chapter 4 13. Luke chapter 4 verse number 14. Luke chapter 4 verse 14. I'll read that. Luke 4 verse number 14. It says, and Jesus returned in the power. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. 
didn't walk without the Holy Ghost. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. So even Jesus served with the Holy Ghost. So we cannot serve without the Holy Ghost. So we need the help of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So you get those verses. Romans chapter 1 verse 9, Act 13, 2, Act 1, 8, Act 4, 13, Luke 4, 14. Praise God. Number two, number two, we must serve with a perfect heart. We must serve with a perfect heart. Don't just serve anyhow. Hallelujah. But do it with a perfect heart. First Chronicles 28, 9. I love this. First Chronicles 28 verse number 9. 28 verse number 9. First Chronicles 28 verse number 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, And thou Solomon my son, look at the advice of David. Wise David advising the wisest man ever lived. That is his son. He says, And thou Solomon my son, know thou the Lord, know thou the God of thy father, praise God, know thou the God of thy father and serve him how? With a perfect heart. I love this. Look at the details of the instruction. Serve God with a perfect heart. And with a willing mind. The heart perfect. The mind willing. Praise God. And look at it. Look at how uh, David reveals certain things that some of us must pay attention to. Very deep. He says, for the Lord searcheth all what? All hearts. And understand it, and understand it, all the imagination of the thought. If thou seek him, he will find, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. This is this is this is one very instruction in the old testament that is very 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 deep. So he goes and says, Okay, now you're gonna serve the Lord, but make sure you serve him with all your heart and with all your mind. But he didn't just stop there, he explained to Solomon why. Why? Because this God that you are serving is not like your pastor. God is not like your husband. God is not like your friend. God is not like your sister and brother that doesn't see your heart. You will come and say, how are you, pastor? You're great. God bless you. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. In fact, thank God you're here today. But deep down in your heart, you say, in fact, why did he come? I wish he had not showed up. Because the place is so cold and it is snow out there and the weather is bad. I wish he had called up this service tonight. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so, so the pastor may not hear that. But can you imagine? <laughs> David was saying something that you ought to say to your wife tonight. Say that to everyone that is besides you. Your brother, your sister, your husband, whoever. Let them know that. What? 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 You must serve him with a perfect heart because the Lord searcheth all. All hearts. And understandeth the imagination of the thoughts. So whatever you imagine, whatever is in your heart, whatever you are doing and you think you are serving or you are engaging or you are busy, God knows whether it is sincere. God knows whether it is coming out of love. Don't forget that word, love. So when we talk about serving with a perfect heart, we talk about sincerity. We talk about integrity. We talk about faithfulness. Whether pastor see or he doesn't see. Whether you get paid or not. Let it burn out of love. So number one, we serve God through the help of the Holy Spirit. Number two, we serve God with a perfect heart. 
a heart of love. Hallelujah. Honesty. Praise God. Sincerity. Hallelujah. Number three, we serve God in holiness. We serve God in holiness. Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles. Hallelujah. We're still in Chronicles. Second Chronicles 35. Second Chronicles 35. We serve God in holiness, in righteousness, and in the fear of the Lord. Second Chronicles 35, verse number three. Second Chronicles 35, verse three. Hallelujah. He says, and he said unto the Levites. Are we there? 35, verse three. He said unto the Levites that taught all Israel. Look, 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 look. Interesting. Very important. He was speaking to the Levite that taught all Israel, which were holy. You see that? The Levite were holy unto the Lord. Look at it. Put the holy ark in the house which Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, did build. It shall not be a burden unto your shoulder. Serve now the Lord your God and his people Israel. So even to the Levite, these people were, were God's own people that were set aside. What is required of them is the lifestyle of holiness. Purity. So how can we serve God if we are not holy? Be ye holy for I am holy. That is one of the major requirements from God that is not human. It is not natural but godly. So God is saying your level of holiness is not human. Your level of holiness is not a natural one. My requirement is that your standard and level of holiness ought to be like me. As I am holy, that is how you ought to be holy. God, that is huge. How can I get to that God level? God was, in those days, even up till now, he's calling us to a realm of godliness. A realm of of God's presence, God's glory. So when he says, be ye holy, for I am holy, he's saying, move from the natural, move from the human, move from the sinful, move from the carnal, and get to the God realm, where there is no impurity, there is no sin, there is no unrighteousness, there is no defilement. That is where you can serve, and you can serve well. Are you there yet? Praise God. Yes, because sometimes these are one of the major aspects of our Christian faith that is being neglected and, and people don't even want to talk about holiness today. Especially the younger generation. The moment they say holiness, oh, their antenna are way up. Become, be, they, they begin to become very suspicious and become critical. But why this? Why that? No. God says be holy. It doesn't matter who you are. A pastor, a bishop, a reverend, right reverend, left reverend, a little girl in the church, a brother, whether young or old. It doesn't matter your race, your creed, your nationality, the way you were called. Be holy. You can serve God in holiness. Praise God. Hallelujah. How can we serve God? Number four, you can serve God in godly fear. Godly fear. Godly fear. Psalm chapter 2 verse 11 downwards talks about godly fear. Godly fear. We must fear God. Listen now. A lot of people misunderstand the fear of God from the love of God. I've heard people say, oh, perfect love cast out fear. That fear there that the Bible says cast out fear is not a godly fear. It's an ungodly fear. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are different kinds of fear. You have a natural fear. Take for instance now. I am afraid that if, I, if I'm trying to sit on this chair, it will slide and I will fall. That's fear. 
you hear a, a, a sound unexpectedly, bam, you will be scared. Why? That's fear. That's natural fear, right? Hallelujah. You have fear of the kingdom of darkness or, or the devil. You have different kinds of fear. But what the Bible is trying to talk about, listen now, serving God in fear has to do with honor. It has to do with respect. Praise God. But you know, in our Christian faith, we use the mercy of God. We use the forgiveness of God. We use the grace of God to just crush the virtue of the fear of God. Because listen, when we talk about the fear of God, if it is there, there are certain places you won't go. Certain things you don't do. Certain lifestyle you don't get involved. Why? Because you are so afraid of God. Hallelujah. You walk in righteousness, not by force, but with a willing heart because you know you fear God. You obey because you fear God. Hallelujah. So you serve God in fear. Praise God. You also serve God with gladness of heart. Gladness of heart. Psalm 100 verse 2. Psalm 100 verse 2. Gladness of heart. Don't come to church grumpy. Don't come to church to fight. Don't come to church in bitterness. Don't come to church and you have somebody that you haven't forgiven. Don't come to church and you are looking out for competition among others. Don't come to church and you are picking a fight. No! Praise God. There are some people, their minds, their body, everything is itchy to have a fight. So if they go to a church and they don't have a fight with anyone, they don't feel as if they, uh, I mean, they, they, they be noticed. So they want to be noticed, being recognized. So they look for any opportunity out there for somebody to realize that they're there. Oh, oh, bro, you're there. Oh, you only see me now. I've been here all along. And what's wrong with you? Praise God. You don't learn to respect your elders. Is that the way you behave? I've been here all along. You never say hi to me. You only say hi now because the pastor said turn to your neighbor. Now you say hi. <laughs> Forget about those things. Don't let little, little things that are not even relevant hurt you. Don't let things that are not necessary remove your peace away from you. No. Go to the house of God with gladness. Don't begin to come sluggishly. You come in and lackadaisically you are in the church. They say, raise up your hand. You're looking all the other way around. You're like, hmm, raise my hand for what? Say, shout hallelujah, somebody. You shout hallelujah. It's good for you. Hallelujah, what? Hey, leave me alone. You must serve God with gladness of heart. You see? Do you know sometimes some believers come to church many Christians do come to church expecting God to heal expecting God to deliver expecting God to bless expecting God to provide but you know the shocking surprising thing that normally happens they go back home instead of being blessed they've been cursed instead of being blessed they've been rejected their prayers are cancelled why? Do you know it is dishonoring, it is disrespectful for you to come into the presence of God and be grumpy and be rude and be disrespectful? Some of you, the way you behave in the presence of God, you dare not behave like that to your manager. You won't try it with your supervisor. You won't try it with your prime minister. You won't try it with your chief or a king. Praise God. Because traditionally, you know how to behave. You know how to dress. You know how to talk, what not to say. Praise God. You know how to honor your fellow man. But when it comes to the things of God, somehow some of us don't know how to serve. You think you're doing the pastor a favor. You're giving your offering as a means of serving or worshiping God. You are shuffling, you know. 
let me be careful what I'm going to drop in there today. You look for some remnant. And those remnants are the ones that you are dropping. You say, ah, maybe the pastor will only use that for gas today. You're not even considering the, the life, the health, and all that God had given to you, he had done for you. You don't care. The accident that should have crushed your children to death, how God delivered them. They came home and they told you the story. What happened? Instead of you, be, be sincere and be honest and come to the... Listen, may I say this to you? Every day you wake up in the morning, is a day of miracle. It is an opportunity. Every day you have the chance to be alive and you are up. You must celebrate. Say, whoa! You don't just get up and pick up your phone and you begin to check the messages. No. That's disrespectful. Imagine, right? Okay, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Imagine everywhere you are right now. Let's just assume you are in a position where the enemy is there to hurt you. He's coming like a roaring lion seeking for someone to devour forces of darkness, principalities, rulers of darkness, which is a wizard powers, and all kinds of things are there. You don't see them. You cannot see them. But I can see them, right? So I am there to protect you spiritually as well as physically, right? And you have to go to bed. I'll tell you, go to bed. I will be up and I'll make sure I'll protect you. Sleep as long as you want. And when it is time, I'll wake you up again. Now, if I dare do that for you and I wake you up and when you are up, you didn't even say good morning and thank you. You know what's going to happen? The next time I will expose you, humanly speaking, I, will, I won't be there for you because you are ungrateful. There's this omen of ingratitude, disrespect. And do you know that is exactly how we behave to God? We get up in the morning, we are rushing towards the dollar, dollar location, looking for the, the, the keys. And some of us, we even got up in the morning, no shower, nothing. We're dashing out of the house with speed. You can never do that in coming to church. The kind of zeal that you have to go look for a dollar. If you have that same zeal to come to church. Say, hey, pastor, there's corona. And that is why we don't come to church. There's still corona, but you go to work. There's still corona, yeah. But you still go to the mall. There's still corona. Yes, you still go do grocery. You, you still get yourself engaged in all the stuff. But it is only when it comes to the things of God you give excuse. You're joining the world to become social member. Serve the Lord with gladness of heart. Number four, serve the Lord in a perfect way. In a perfect way. And that is Psalm 101 verse 6. You serve the Lord in a perfect way. Psalm 101 verse 6. What is the perfect way? The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's the perfect way. What is the perfect way? The way of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says he will show us the path that we should go. What is the perfect way? It is the way of righteousness. It is the way of holiness. It is the way of obedience. It is the way of integrity. It is the way of being faithful. The perfect way is also the way of prosperity. It is the way of abundance. It is the way of victory. It is the way of breakthrough. The perfect way is the way of righteousness, obedience, sincerity. That is the perfect way. So in other words, the perfect way is the way of the word of God. The way of God. In a summary. Do it God's way. Don't try to serve God the way you feel, the way you think. And that is what religion has done. You can serve him the way you want to. Science is coming up with their own opinion. You know, we have the Asian mystical religions. They have, so just do it your own way. Do it your own way. You know, God, God understands. Listen, listen. At your places of work, you don't work the way you feel like. You don't do what, there are rules and regulations. 
You press this machine, you do this, you do that. You roll this here after this department, send their product, you take it, you do this and that, that, that. I remember I was working somewhere. Huh. This is strange. And let me just tell you this. I was working for Toyota, right? And we were trained, we were trained to fix certain schools in certain areas, specifically specifically at that time i just got into the job and i wasn't that fast i wasn't that effective and i was trying to make things done you know and all that and i made a mistake i will never forget that day i made a mistake i put the wrong school in but you know what interestingly when you put the school in you have to put another uh, uh, uh material on top to cover it and then you put another so they put like two or three so by the time it passed my section goes through the other line goes through the other section about four or five sections you can't believe the system is so structured in that in that company it's so structured to the point that the computers and everything that when that thing passed my location i put the wrong schools two schools wrong right it passed me goes to the third, the next person that next person didn't pick it up the, the other person didn't <laughs> by the time it goes to the other section of department wherein they have to look at the quality they call that quality control they begin to check the, the computer and all the system that is in place. They realize that I have made a mistake. <laughs> I was shocked. If I when they brought it to me, they say, Adolphus, you've done this and done that. I was like, when? How? Even me. I was the one that made the mistake, but I didn't realize I made the mistake. They had to bring it to me. Come to find out, they checked the school. The school came from my own department. And I am the one that was working with those particular kind of school. The computer picked it up, the system, everything, the signal, it came back to me. Now, look at it. Humanly speaking, we are so meticulous. We are so detailed. We are so concerned about quality and productivity. Imagine you telling God, ah, I'll do it the way I want to. Can you imagine where you are? Can you imagine your level? Oh, pastor, don't tell me what to do. Oh, no, don't, 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 you don't have to tell me. I'll choose my own God or I'll serve him the way I feel like. I'll go when I want to, when I feel like. No, 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 no. You must serve him the perfect way. We serve God the way. God gave instruction for the building of the ark. Noah built the ark specifically in accordance with God's instruction. God gave Moses an instruction. God gave Solomon. All these people were given instruction as to how to build the house, build the ark, build the temple. They follow circumspectly and God was pleased. Well, in our own time, under the dispensation of grace, some of us have misunderstood the essence of grace. So we think that grace means that you are free. So I'm free. God, I will worship you. Hey, the man upstairs. Hallelujah. Are you there? Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We think oh, that's a worship. Or you can just walk into the house and walk out and you just drop whatever you feel like and you say, oh, hallelujah. You speak one or two tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You think uh, God says, oh, wow. That's a committed brother. That's a committed sister. No, in fact, Satan is waiting out at the door. He's saying, you are ass. Don't let me say it. Because even Satan himself has... He, listen, listen. He's a man of respect. He has level. He has, even Satan himself has standard. How much more? Talking about God. So sometimes the way we want to serve God 
can be contrary to the way of God. So we must serve God according to God's own perfect way. We serve him in a perfect way. A perfect way. Number five. Number five. We must serve God through our vows. Our vows. Second Chronicles, uh, sorry, Second Samuel chapter 15 verse 8. Serve God through our vows. That could be even um, 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 covenant also. Serve God through our vows. Serve God through covenant. Praise God. We can serve God, number six. We can serve God through the newness of our spirit. Newness of our spirit. Hallelujah. That is why the Sami were talking about creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Newness of our spirit. Romans chapter 7 verse 6. Romans 7 verse 6. This newness of our spirit has to do with cleansing. It has to do with purity. It has to do with clear conscience. Praise God. Serve God through fasting and prayers. Fasting and prayers. Luke chapter 2 verse 37. The Bible talks about the woman Anna who served the Lord throughout our years. It is something years in the house of God, fasting and praying. That is how she served the Lord. She served through fasting and praying. We can also serve God through obedience. Through obedience. Hallelujah. Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. So you serve God through obedience. I always say this, and let me emphasize, hallelujah, on this again. There's only one commandment. From Genesis to Revelation, there's one commandment. One. One. Oh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not stay. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. What is it that God wants you to do? Just one thing. Obey. So all the laws or rules and regulations, commandments from the Lord, there is just one that God is saying. Obey. Obedience. If God is telling you thou shalt not lie, what does he want you to do? Obey and don't lie. If God is telling you thou shalt not steal, what does God want you to do? Obey. Don't steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt worship no other God besides me. All that God wants you to do is obey. So we serve God through and in obedience. Hallelujah. Job 36, 11. We serve God according to God's own will. We serve God according to God's own will. Acts 13, 36. I want to read this one. Acts 13, 36. Acts chapter 13, verse number 36. Zembradosia. Acts 13, 36. Serve God according to his will. And David, he said, for David, after he had, look at this. David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God. You see that? He served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep, and was laid unto his fathers and was and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption in other words he died hallelujah listen to this now god wants us to serve him according to his own will don't do it your own way hallelujah serve him according to his will number nine number ten number ten very very interesting very very interesting we must serve god through a specific process. Take note. Mark my words. We must serve God through a specific process of death. Denial. Praise God. Death and denial. We must serve God through the specific processes of death and denial. St. John. St. John. <laughs> wow. I know you. You'll be asking what does this mean? Pastor, where are you taking us to? St. John chapter 12. Are we there? Hallelujah. Chapter 12, verse 26. St. John 12, 26. 
Are we ready for this? Hmm. God help me. When I read this, I'm like, God, I don't know where we're at right now, but you must help us. Let's take it from verse 23, St. John chapter 12, 23 to 26. I want you to be very sensitive. It says, and Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the Son of God should be glorified. Take note of this. Truly, truly, that is verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So, Death is required. And in the midst of death, fruitfulness will manifest itself. You see that there? Verse 25. He that loveth his life shall lose it. Wow. And he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Wow. Hmm. Now 26 says, very interesting. It says, if any man serve me, Jesus himself is speaking. If any man serve me, let him, number one, follow me. So serving has to do with following. Following. That is very difficult to do. So if you go through others, I must follow. You go through a curve, I must follow. You are going up the hill, I must follow. You are going down the valley, I must follow. You are going into the water, I must follow. You go through the fire, I must follow. You go through the storm, I must, you must, we must follow. So we are supposed to serve God through the process of death. Hallelujah. We must suppose, we were supposed to serve God through the process of denial and by following. Praise God. He says, he says, if any man serve me, hallelujah, let him follow me. Praise God. Look at this. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Brings you to an opportunity also. If any man serve me, look at this now. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now looking at these verses, you see requirement, you see rewards. Requirement, rewards. Requirement, rewards. The first is that if you serve him, you must first of all die if you're going to serve him. And if you die, the Bible says, you're going to what? You're going to live again. And not only that, you're going to live again, but you're going to get eternal life. You must deny yourself. You must hate yourself. And when you hate yourself, then the Bible says, you're also going to have eternal life. It says, if you die, you're going to be fruitful. If you hate yourself, you're going to have life. Okay? So requirement, reward. Requirement, reward. If any man serve me, let him follow. Another one says, follow. Follow. You have to be patient to follow. You have to be courageous to follow. You have to be faithful to follow. You have to be disciplined to follow. You have to be honest to follow. You have to, you have, to have enough grace to follow. Because trust me, I'm not talking about following a brother that will get tired on the road. I'm not talking about following a sister that will make a mistake on the road. I'm talking about follow the almighty God. Is it not a challenging responsibility? Yes. Imagine God that will never get tired. Imagine God who knows the end from the beginning that you don't know. And he's taking you somewhere. He said, follow me. He said, ah, sir, where are we going? He said, we're going yonder. Down, down, down. There. You're like, Lord, the distance is very long. But in the sight of Almighty God, it's just like in a moment, in his own sight. But in your own sight, it's going to take you years. What God called a moment to you is like a year. Because the Bible says, a day with the Lord is as of a thousand years in the world. And a thousand years in the world is as of a day with the Lord. Now imagine God tells you, he says, let's go. And you don't have to ask where, like Abraham. Praise God. Hallelujah. God says, let's go. You don't have to ask where and how, when. He can just pick you up like that. Unexplainable. Unexpected. 
He says, let's go. He says, Lord, you didn't explain anything to me. How can I go? Where should I? When and how? God says, uh-uh, uh-uh. don't ask questions, just follow. So it takes humility, it takes obedience, it takes courage, it takes, it takes all these things. So you as a child of God, that is why Jesus said, you must die. If you don't die, you're not going to be able to be fruitful. So death is required for you to serve God so that you'll be fruitful, number one. Number two, self-denial is required so that you'll be fruitful in serving God. Number three, hallelujah. Number three, sacrifice is required. Your life, you must give up your life. Sacrifice is required so that you'll be fruitful in serving God. Hallelujah. And then number four also, following is required. You must follow God. Pastor, it's hard. Follow. Oh, I'm in pain. Follow. Oh, I don't have it. Follow. Oh, I don't know. Follow. I don't understand where we're going. Follow. Oh, Pastor, look at the enemies are there. It still says follow. Oh, Pastor, there's a barricade. I can't jump over it. You follow. Because as you continue to follow God, that's how your eyes begin to open. That's how your eyes, I mean, how you're going to begin to discover new terrain. That's how you begin to grow beyond the natural and beyond the norm. Praise God. That's how you begin to not only be growing physically, but you become matured spiritually. So listen to this now. You get to the point when God says, get up. You don't need to ask why. But somebody that is not mature, that doesn't know anything, God will wake you up overnight and then you begin to complain. Ah, I want to sleep. Oh my goodness. You even wake your wife up and say, honey, I don't know. I can't sleep. I don't know why I can't sleep. You're not there yet. But if you're a child of God and you are dead to yourself, your life is surrendered to Christ. Praise God. And you know what following means. God wants you to follow. God will wake you up at 3, 2, 12 a.m. You know exactly why. You don't begin to say, God, why do you wake me up? Oh, why is it that I cannot sleep? Oh, I want to sleep. I want... You don't go and turn, up the, turn on the TV or pick up your phone to call international call. No. God will wake you 12, 1, 2, 3 a.m. You know he has a reason. So you go on your knees. Father, I adore you. I lay my life before you. And I love you. By the time you worship, by the time you begin to say in the name of Jesus, you begin to flow, spirit of God begin to direct your prayers. At the end of the day, you realize why God woke you up. Why? Because you know how to follow. Those who will follow the Lord are those that will walk in the spirit of the Lord. You want to make a very crucial decision, the Lord says, Wait. Everybody is saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. Do it now, do it. God is saying, I say, wait. Everybody is rushing. It's like you're getting late. God is saying, no. They said, let's go. You are telling them, no, no, I'm not going now. God doesn't want me to go. I remember at one time, I'll give you my own testimony now. I used to travel to the U.S. We have a branch down in Virginia and New Jersey. So I used to go there every week or two. I'll be down there see what is going on to help with the work and all that. So one day I, um, I usually go by myself or I go with a brother or a sister. Usually I'll, you know. So it was me and Ibrahim that was supposed to go that time. So um, he was ready. He waited for me. I bought the gas, loaded my car, parked everything. Everything was good to go. Good to go. He came into the car. We loaded everything and as soon as I start the car, I was about to gas to take off from his house right there. The Spirit of God says, go nowhere. 
I'm like, really? So you go nowhere today. Don't go. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, Lord, what's going on? I don't know. I don't understand. But then I said, let's pray. I told him, I said, let's pray together before we leave. As soon as I want to pray again, he says, pray for what? You're not going anywhere. I turned and I looked at Brother Abraham. I said, Brother Abraham, I said, I'm sorry. Uh, I really apologize because I, I know you have your, your schedule and I think I'm taking your time. He says, Pastor, what happened? I said, we're not going anymore. He says, I said, the Spirit of God didn't want me to go. Hallelujah. That night I had to call them and tell them and I'm say, I said to them, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, we can't come. I said, what happened, Pastor? What's going on? I said, the Spirit of God. I said, nothing, but the Spirit of God just said no. And I don't know why. Praise God. Amen. Remember the Bible said they that are led by the Spirit. Now it takes humility. It takes honor. It takes worship. It takes respect. It takes surrenderedness. I don't have my way. I don't have my will. But Lord, whatever you say, that's what I will do. So you have to learn to follow. God says A, you say yes sir. You don't argue. God says B, you say uh, yes sir. Because you know, he knows the end from the beginning. He's wiser than you are. He understands the human heart. He understands everything that you don't know and understand. Praise God. But if you're a broken man, you're a dead man, hallelujah, you're a surrendered man or woman, you don't have to query the integrity of God in those areas. Hallelujah. You want to make some very vital decision, the Lord says, stop it. Praise God. So St. John 12, 26 is clear. It says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. Total serve is to follow the Lord. Some people follow church. Some people follow doctrine. Some people follow their leaders. But how many are following Christ? Follow Jesus. Because trust me, your leader is human. Your church can even fail. They can make a mistake doctrinally. The people, the government, community, anyone can fail and everything can fail. The only person that will not fail. That is why the Bible says we must look unto Jesus, the what? The author and the finisher of our faith. You follow me, Jesus says. No one else. And where I am, you see the opportunity, the privilege, he says, there shall also my servant be. Who will be with the Lord? Servants, not bosses. Servants. Servants are privileged to be with the Lord. Servants are privileged to follow the Lord. So the opportunities are there, made ready for servants only. If any man serve me, you see that again? He talks about servant. Now he's emphasizing, if you serve me, him will my father honor. You see, honor comes there. Respect comes there. Elevation comes there. Promotion comes. Blessing comes. Breakthrough comes. St. John's, uh, St. John chapter 15. Look at 15 verse 7, uh, 16. Let me show you another secret here. We're almost there. Don't mind me. We're almost there. St. John, quickly. St. John Zabradegeshia. Oh, hallelujah. 15, 16. 15, 16. Hallelujah. He said, ye have not chosen me. Take note of this now. Hmm. How do we follow the Lord? Look at the instruction. Instruction from the master that we're going to follow. The master already began by saying, you have not chosen me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I have chosen you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And ordained you. Can you imagine? He ordained you. He chose you among others. It's an opportunity. Praise God. There are many others around, but he decided specifically. 
in a unique manner. He chose you. Hallelujah. Praise God. He chose you. Praise God. And ordained you. Not just that he chose you. But he ordained you. That is assigned you a task. That you should go. You should do what? Go. And bring forth fruit. So it takes a servant to go. Serve. Bring forth fruit. It's getting better. It's getting better. Now pay attention. He said that. And that your fruit should remain. Your fruit should remain. That. Take note now. That. Whatsoever you. The servant. Whatsoever you that I have chosen. Whatsoever you that are going out there. Those who are engaging in soul winning. Those who are engaging in evangelism. Those who are engaging in serving. The Bible says that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name. Jesus, praise God. He may give it you. Now look at this. It's a theory and it's a revelation revealed by Jesus himself. Do you know that there are some prayers that you ought not to pray? There are some needs in your life that fasting and praying and, and, and all night and giving and all these things won't work. There are some things, listen to this now, look at the answer. He says, he says that I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. What is Jesus talking about? Souls. Souls. The fruit here is not talking about the fruit of the spirit. He's talking about souls, not character now. Souls. So, the desire of Jesus is soul winning. The passion, in fact, the reason why Jesus Christ came is to save every one of us. Now, if that is the vision, the goal of Jesus, it ought to be the goal of the church. And if that is the goal and the vision of the church, it ought to be the goal and the vision of a family. And if that is the goal and the vision of a family, it's supposed to be the goal and the vision of every church member who is part of the family and every believer that belongs to a family. Now, what are your visions? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What do you want God to do? Or what do you want to do for God? How do you want to serve? Jesus says, go bring forth fruit. Evangelism. Go to the city, go to the villages, go to downtown, go to the street corner, go to the ghetto, go out there to the hood, go, go everywhere, bring forth fruit. And then the Bible says, look at the reward. Then whatsoever you will ask of the Father, Jesus says he will do. Wow. So listen now, again, again, this issue of warfare is good, it's biblical, it is true, it is acceptable, it's godly. But everything is not about warfare. Sometimes we pray and pray amiss. If you are not going out to bring souls to the kingdom of God, you are not reaching out to the lost. If you are not doing anything of the sort, praise God, you are not believing God for the lost. How then, as a child of God, you want to believe that you will ask God for anything and God will do it? I hope we're getting this. So for you to ask God, for you to pray and God to respond to your need or God to provide and makes things easy for you, what you ought to do is to go out. When was the last time you invited someone to come to the house of God? When was the last time you led someone to Christ? When was the last time you preached the gospel? When was the last time you teach someone about eternity? When was the last time you have compassion on the lost and you are begging God, you are praying, Lord, help that brother, help that sister. 
When was the last time you stand in the gap for someone else? Because the Bible clearly says, listen to this now, that when you go out and bring fruit, your fruits remain, then the Bible says you have the opportunity, you have the audacity, you have the right now to ask God for anything. Look at it there. He said you ask for anything and then it shall be done unto you. Anything is what? Anything. He said you shall ask for whatsoever. Whatever, whatever. So sometimes... You want to break the pastor's back. Hey, pastor, pray for me. You want to be fighting for certain things that God is saying. The only way out, go bring souls. And when the souls remain, you have the right, the legal right. So you have all reasons to point back to God. Say, God, I brought one brother, sister, one that knows you. God, I led one to the Lord. I led this one. And Lord, I'm calling upon you. Help me. You see, that's one other way or easiest way to succeed in life. You're looking for prosperity. That's another strategy. You don't need to break your head. Oh, devil, I chase you out of my, my destiny. No, you don't chase devil out of this destiny now. This that we're revealing. You go bring souls, obey God, the souls remain, and trust me, no devil can stand against that destiny. Why? Because the Bible says, whatever you ask. So, in fact, that prayer is not the kind of prayer that the devil will have to make warfare with you. It is the prayer that goes straight to the throne of God. Why? Because that is the instruction coming out of the mouth of Almighty God himself. Go win souls. Care for the, uh, the un unsaved. Bring them to the saving grace and knowledge of the Lord. Reveal the truth to them. And let them believe and accept and remain. The Bible says, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will do it for you. And listen to this now. You cannot be fruitful if you are not serving. You cannot be fruitful if you are not serving. So you are ordained to serve. You are chosen to serve. You are called to serve. And your service is what brings about your fruitfulness. Let me just use five minutes and I'm going to close. Five minutes and I'm going to close. You better be very, very fast. What are the benefits of our service? Praise God. What are the benefits of our service? Number one, honor. So in John chapter 12, verse 26, says something. It says, look at it again. St. John chapter 12, verse 26. Hmm. It brings honor. 12, 26. It says, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Your prayers will be honored your needs, everything, whatever. You don't begin to fight for respect. Oh, you must respect me. Don't you know who I am? No. No, the glory of God that will cover you. When people see you, they will bow. Yes, sir. They will respect you. They will honor you. It brings honor. It brings security. It brings honor and security. When you're serving God, the benefit is honor and security. When you're serving God, number two, there will be answers to your prayers. St. John 15 uh, 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 there will be answers to your prayer. Verse 15 of this in John 12, 15. There will be answers to your prayer. Hallelujah. When you serve God, when you serve God, there will be blessings. Blessings. And I will talk about this on Sunday. There will be blessings according to Exodus 23, 25 to 28. Blessings will follow you. When you serve God, prosperity is eminent. Blessing will follow. 
prosperity is eminent. We read that from Job 36 verse 11. Prosperity is eminent. When you serve God, there will be deliverance. You don't need to break your head for deliverance. No, deliverance is coming directly from the Lord himself. Praise the name of the Lord. And when you serve God, God will take glory in every area. Finally, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Zembragadesha. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for your patience. Let's quickly look at Hebrews chapter 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we there? We're looking at verse 14 and then Hebrews 12, 28. Hebrews chapter 9. Are we there? Let's see it. Verse number 14. Very interesting. Hmm. Hallelujah. It says, Hebrews 9, 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Jesus, who through the eternal spirit, take note, who through the eternal spirit, hmm. are we there? Zabra Kadelia, St. John chapter 9, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Jesus, who through the eternal spirit offered himself, that is sacrifice and service, he offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works. Take note. He purged your conscience. He purged my conscience. Take note. From dead works to serve what? The living God. So we are purged from dead works so that we will serve the living God. We are delivered from dead works to serve the living God. We are redeemed from dead works to serve the living God. We have been, we've been blessed by the saving grace of the Lord to serve the living God. So your deliverance, you are delivered in order to come in and serve. You remember God said in Exodus to Moses, that he will send him to Pharaoh to deliver the children of Israel that they may go and serve the Lord in the wilderness. Finally, chapter 12 of the same Hebrews, 12 verse 18. 12 verse 18. Hallelujah. Sorry, 28. 12, 28. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28. Are we there? It says, wherefore we receiving a kingdom. Look at this. This is so sweet. We receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. We receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Look at the requirement. Let us have grace. Grace. Whereby we may serve God. How? We may serve God in a specific way. How? Acceptably. Acceptably. With what? Reference. That is respect. Honor. Fear. And godly fear. We will serve God. Acceptably. With reverence and godly fear. It says, for our God is a consuming fire. I will break this down on Sunday by the special grace of God. I want us to pray right now. I want us to talk to the Lord. I want us to call upon the name of our God. It may have been that you've been engaging services that you know that uh, what we're, you, you were engaging was just a child's play. It was just religious activities. Now you realize that you, if you are going to serve God, there is a certain requirement that it must be done by the help of the Holy Ghost with a perfect heart in holiness, through godly fear, gladness of heart, a perfect way, through vows, newness of spirit, fasting and prayer, obedience according to God's will, through the process of death, denial and following. Praise God. And also soul winning. The question is, have we or have you be serving God. Shall we talk to the Lord right now? Ask him to help you. Ask him for grace. 
asking for divine direction, asking for instruction and supervision, ask him to help you, that you will not labor in vain, you will not miss the mark, you will not engage in superficiality, you will not be a man's pleaser, hallelujah, you will not do it in the flesh, it won't be for self-glorification. Let it be that as you serve the Lord, you serve him in honor, in fear, in respect, that as you serve the Lord, let it be that you are at the center of his will. Godly fear, in honor, acceptably, in holiness, in truth. Thank you, Lord. Maybe you're watching out there. You haven't given your life to the Lord Jesus. Can I pray with you right now? It is an opportunity for you to serve God and don't live this life and you miss out without serving God. Can we pray together? Say, there, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I am so sorry for all my sins. Have mercy upon me. I am wrong. Forgive me for all that I have done wrong. There, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I believe you died for me. You were in the grave. On the third day, you rose from the dead. I confess you as my Lord. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Seal me with the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, I covenant my spirit my heart, my soul, my body to you. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Beloved, if you have prayed that prayer, God richly bless you. You are a child of the living God. And for those of us who are watching everywhere, all over the world, raise up your hands right now and say this with me. Say this with me, please. Say there, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I am so sorry Father, I thought I have been serving you over the years. I've been doing it with my own effort, in my own way, with my own motive, and I am so sorry. The motivation is not true. It's not genuine. Lord, I repent. I apologize. Forgive me. I thought I've been serving you. I didn't know I was serving myself. Holy Spirit, help me. Teach me. Show me. Lord, instruct me in your way that I will serve you in your perfect way. I want to do it your own way according to your will and your word. Grant unto me grace, strength, Father, open my eyes to see, to know, and to behold wondrous things out of your word. Holy Spirit, I want to follow you continuously. Help me to die to myself. Help me to die to my pride, my ego. Help me to die, Lord, so that human recognition will not be important to me. Help me, Lord, to follow. Help me to be humble. 
Help me to be obedient. I am begging you, Lord. Don't let me run this race in vain. Grant unto me the wisdom, the understanding, and the grace to run right in a truthful manner in the name of Jesus. Raise up your hands, everyone, everywhere. I'll pray for you right now. Almighty God, I thank you for the life of that brother out there, that sister out there. Thank you for that man. Thank you for that family. Thank you for that church watching right now. Thank you, Lord, for that community, these individuals out there all over the world. Wheresoever they are, Lord, I stand, oh God. We stand together as a family. We stand together as a church. We stand together, oh Lord, according to your word. We ask for grace. We ask for mercy. We ask God Almighty that you reignite your fire in us. So that, Lord, whatever we will do, we will do it in fear of you, in honor of you, reverence and respect of you, in love, oh God, in holiness, in righteousness, in truth, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't want to labor in vain. We don't want to labor at the end we miss the mark. We want to hear, we want to be among those that you will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Spirit of the living God, I pray for everyone right now. Whatever spiritual pitfalls that has been standing our ways, whatever satanic, demonic galloping, Lord, whatever manifestation of the wicked one that is causing us to be in the pond and out of the pond, instability, out of season, Lord, we want, Lord, that you grant unto us the grace that was revealed unto Timothy that it will be instant in season and out of season. Spirit of the living God, help us to understand the time. Your word says the time is short. Father, your word, O God, says the night is fast spent, the day is drawing nigh. Father, the night time is a time that no man walketh. The night cometh when no man walketh. Help us to do it now. Give us grace, the strength, the zeal. Revive us again, O oh Lord. Let your fire burn in our lives to care for each other, respect each other, love each other, concern about our eternity. Lord, to honor you. Lord, to fear you. Lord, to obey you. Lord, to please you. Grant unto us enough grace, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, that I will keep our eyes on you and you alone because your word says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That Father, no man, no circumstances, no situation will deter our lives. Our journey will not be terminated. Father, no need, no affliction, no burden, no problem, no challenge will stand as an hindrance. Give us what it takes to run till the very end. Because according to Matthew 24, 13, your word says, He that shall endure up till the very end, the same shall be saved. Lord, I lift up every brother, every sister, every mother, every wife, every child, every father or husband, every church, every pastor, everyone out there under the sound of my voice that is believing you for healing right now. 
I release the virtue of the power of the Holy Ghost. The healing blood of Jesus. Rest upon your life in the name of Jesus. Father, I rebuke the devour. You spirit of Corona. You affliction of Corona. Omicron, whatever you are, Zentike Kalaboshia, I curse the power of Omicron to die in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of Corona, the forces of wickedness, the manipulations of the kingdom of darkness, the powers and the influence of the spirit of the last days, I bind you, the power of the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. Out of their lives. Every fever, every pain on your nerves, your muscles, your joint, every affliction, every headache, whatever symptom of the kingdom of darkness, and whatever power that wants to pollute your system, I flush it out. I cleanse your body. I cleanse your soul. I cleanse your spirit. In the name of Jesus, be here. I rebuke paralysis. I rebuke partial stroke. I rebuke kidney failure. I rebuke heart disease. I rebuke blood contamination. I rebuke infection. Anyone that receives from the crown of your hand to the sole of your feet, receive the healing touch of the Holy Ghost. Receive the healing from the blood of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ be healed. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. I decree in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every sickness and disease under the sound of my voice, make away in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Back pain, melt away, disappear now. Joint pain, disappear now. Arthritis, kidney failure, disappear now. Tuberculosis, disappear now. Ania, melt away now. Infection in the eye, melt away now. Brain tumor, melt away now. Deafness, melt away now. Blindness, Disappear, melt away. Now, deaf and dumb spirit, out! Lord, I release your people. Every sickness and diseases caused by the forces and the powers of darkness, I bind you by the power of the Holy Ghost. I bind you in the name of Jesus and cast you out. Let them go now. In the name of Jesus, let them go. Now, be free, be free, be free, be free, be free. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I set your spirit, your soul, your body, free in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. 
I decree the plague of Egypt rest upon every agent of darkness every forces and powers that refuses to let the people of God go I release the plague of Egypt into the kingdom of darkness that is standing against you now by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Lord, let there be a cloud of fire, a cloud of glory that will set the barrier between us and the forces and the powers and the kingdom of darkness. Lord, we build a barrier of fire, a barrier of your glory, a barrier of your divine presence round about our lives, round about our husbands, round about our children, round about our wives, round about our brothers, our sisters, our, our, our fathers and our mothers, our nieces and nephews, our cousins, extended family, brothers and sisters, our relatives and loved ones, family members, our friends and our church members, the body of Christ, we release the blood, we release the blood, we release the blood, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this plague, in the midst of this satanic manipulation, we release the blood, we build a world of fire, we release the blood, we build a world of fire, we release your glory, we release your grace, we release your presence, Holy Ghost, move in every city, move in every town, move in every nation, Lord secure, oh God, every believer, everyone that is saved, and their household, Lord, intervene, oh God, on our behalf. Angels of life, release the blood, 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 release the blood. Let there be a divine Passover, a divine Passover, a divine Passover, a divine Passover, that the angel of death will not locate us. Spirit of the living God, I release the blood of Jesus and every doorpost in the household of every believer, every man, every woman that is named after the name of the Lord everyone that belong oh God to this ministry to the body of Christ Lord we release we release the blood the blood the blood the blood those who are watching we release the blood of Jesus upon your house your family in the name of Jesus you shall not die I cancel every death sentence in your life I cancel every death sentence of Corona I cancel every death sentence of the evil one you shall live don't declare the glory of our God. In the name of Jesus, you shall live to declare the glory of our God. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you shall live to declare the glory of our God. In the mighty name of Jesus, you shall not die. You shall live. I proclaim life into your life. I proclaim divine restoration. You shall live to serve the living God. And this plague shall pass over. This plague shall pass over. And you will be the evidence of the goodness of God. You will be the evidence of the faithfulness of God. You will be the evidence of the deliverance and the power and the protection of God's grace. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. Father, we cover every man, every woman, the body of Christ, the nations, believers and their family. Father, everyone under the blood of Jesus. Father, it was Paul that says, For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto thee against that day. I commit your life unto the keeping of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Give him all the praise that he deserves. Worship him tonight. Exalt his name. Don't be afraid you are not going to die. You are safe. You are secure. And you are hidden by the Lord. The integrity, the sovereignty of God is over and is in and is upon your life. It is over, upon your life, over your life. It is in your life. It is upon your life and you are safe. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you are a testimony of this time and of this season and of the season to come. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We want to thank God for tonight. Thank you so much for your patience. We really do appreciate you joining us. Please feel free to share our messages out there to your loved ones. And those who are not yet saved so that they will get to know the Lord and be able to serve the Lord. We also want to use this time to um, inform those of you who just gave your life to the Lord Jesus. Look for a Bible believing church. Get yourself involved. Serve the Lord so that you will grow in grace and in the knowledge of God's word. Praise God. Continue to pray for the nations out there. Continue to pray for the body of Christ and believers. Don't just pray for yourself and pray for us and by the special grace of God this one will pass over. Amen. You and that will be the evidence of the faithfulness, the mercies, and the goodness of our God. Praise God. And I promise you on Sunday by the special grace of God, we're going to conclude this series on service. Amen. We're going to conclude this series on service. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to pass across on Sunday. And so please inform others to be part of what God is doing. We love you. Keep us in your prayers and we'll do likewise. God richly bless you and have yourself a wonderful night. Amen. And amen. Join us on Sunday at 11 a.m. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.